So today's daf is daf nun zayin, page 57 in Mesachas Yavamis, and we are going to pick up from the Mishnah on nun vav amad beis. That's where we got up to. We did not finish yesterday's daf. Today's a short daf. Don't be concerned. Bezrem will be zaycha to finish. Um, we are up to the Mishnah about two-thirds of the way down on 56b. Listen closely. If there's any halachas that are chidushim, we'll give each other a look, and then we'll discuss it for a moment and wait for the Gemara. To, to tear it up. Here we go. Almana the Kohen Gadol. If a widow marries a Kohen Gadol, is that permitted? No, no, not permitted. Is the marriage valid? Is the marriage valid? Yes, it does work. Okay, the marriage does work. Okay. So you have a widow that's marrying a Kohen Gadol. Grusha the Chalutza the Kohen headed, or a divorcee, or a Chalutza to a Kohen. Is that permitted? No. No. Is it valid? Yeah. Yes. Now keep in mind, keep in mind like this. Let's pause for a moment. How do we know that a divorcee and a chalutza are not allowed to marry a Kohen? Because the Torah tells us, Isha, I'm sorry, yeah, um, um, a woman who's divorced from a man is not allowed to be taken to a Kohen. And then there's another Pasuk, interestingly, that we're going to touch on on today's daf. So I want to mention already now which is, you know, there are certain names that hint to a person being a Kohen. For example, Kohen. Huh, right, Simcha? Simcha Kohen. All right. What else? Cats, Kohen Tzedek, or Azulai. Azulai is the name of Kohanim. That's the last name. Why? Azulai is an acronym of Isha Zona Vechalala Lo Yikahu. A woman who is a Zona and a Chalala they shall not take, and that is a name that they took on as a family, to remind themselves and to keep their yichus. Okay? Azulai also, it's, uh, it's, I believe it's maybe a little more dominantly in the Sephardic community, but, but, but it's, uh, it's basically the same name as Kohn. It's reminding who you're not allowed to marry. So you're not allowed to marry a woman who is a halala. Okay? A halala is something we're going to touch on today. Somebody who had a status of being a Kohen or a Kohenes and then lost it. And a zona is, as we're going to, t- we touched on this yesterday, we really didn't get, on, get too deep into it, you know, but we refer in our vernacular to a zona, vernacular is vocabulary, right? To a zona as a prostitute, a woman who's loose, hiring herself out. We're going to see that that's not the way to view it in halacha. In halacha, a woman can take on the status of a zona if she had relations even if she was in a serious relationship, but with somebody who's forbidden to her in a way that marriage would not have been valid. And we'll, we'll get a little more specific about it. But be it as it may, over here we have a widow to a Kohen Gadol. The marriage is valid, but not allowed. A Grusha or a Chalutza to a Kohen Hedjit. The marriage is forbidden and also not allowed. Listen here. Minha Erisin lo yochlu b'chuma. If... If she has erison to the Kohen or Kohen Gadol, so minha erison lo yochlu b'chuma. If they have erison, which is step one of marriage, we're going to call it an acquisition. The Kohen Gadol acquired the widow. The Kohen acquired the divorcee. From there on forth, the Arusa is not allowed to eat Shuma. Now listen closely, this is very interesting. If the woman was a regular Yisraelis, we can understand why she cannot eat Shuma. She never moved in with her husband who's a Kohen. This halacha holds true, as we're going to see later, even if she comes from a family of Kohanim 
and she's marrying a Kohen, but she's a divorcee. The Chachamim are going to say, if she has a, nothing doing, you got, you got to stop eating, no, no truma for you. Does she stop the truma when she's divorced? Huh? No, no. Not necessarily. Uh-huh. Not necessarily. Uh-huh. Right? But, since she's doing something forbidden, we're going to say, uh, oh. you're not allowed to eat truma. Okay? The fact that you had Arison to in a forbidden way, there was a real acquisition in a forbidden way, that itself is going to disqualify her from truma. Okay. From now, also, now, hold on, hold on. Now, Nisuin we know, Nisuin we know for sure, because as we're going to learn later, we're not going to we're not going to focus on it today. It's going to be on on the Dafur Ches, I believe. But that once they have nesuin and they've had relations, she herself becomes a halala, and that disqualifies her from eating truma. Now uh, you give me a look. She becomes a halala. She be- okay, good. Wait, but we're going to see. That the, the reason why, we're going to have to wait for this again, right? We're going to have to see that. But what the Gemara is going to say is, it's Gavaldic, right? The, the, uh, she is not a halala, but her kids become it. She's going to become a halala by having relations. Okay, Vaitra, let's keep going. Rabbi Allahzar and Rabbi Shimon Machshir. Rabbi Allahzar and Rabbi Shimon, however, say she is kosher. She is permitted to eat truma if she is a kohenis. And she's a divorcee, and she has irisin to a coin, she may eat truma. Mm. Meaning, it doesn't matter that you're doing something forbidden, you're allowed to eat truma. Now the question is, why? Why? Why don't we say to her, listen, you shouldn't be marrying this guy, let's knas her. So actually, this halacha is going to take us back to, to we're going to call it yesterday's daf, but it's really the same daf because we're still on daf nun vav. And if would you want to take, turn back with me to nun vav amar aleph, if you look at the first wide line in Rashi, at the end of the line, towards the bottom of the amud, towards the bottom of the page, 56a, nun vav amar aleph, the first wide line. Okay? Let's read that. Let's read just that line together. Kasava Rav Nassin Nisuye Cheresh. Rav Nassin holds that a Nisuan to a deaf mute. The Kitsha, she got married. Kishuhupi Keach, when he was completely mentally competent. Ma'achilin Betruma de Araisa. She can now be fed Truma de Araisa. Here you go, Harris, right here. She can now be fed Truma de Araisa. Biblically, you know what? Mishas Erisin. From the time that they have Erisin. From the time that she is acquired, she can eat shumba. Why? Here's the pasuk. Ready? Rashi is quoting a pasuk. Tchsev v'chayhen ki yikne nefesh kinyan kaspai hu yeachel bay. Period. Who yeachel bay miyad? The pasuk tells me anything that's owned by a kohen, the kohen can feed it shumba. So say, let's turn back to our mission now. Says Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shimon, if the erusin is chau. If the step one of marriage is, we're going to say, despite the fact that it's forbidden, she's acquired by him, she's acquired. And you fit now into the verse of the Torah, your Kenyan nafshai, you've been acquired. Hence, despite the fact that it's forbidden, you're allowed to eat truma. That is their logic. Gavaldik. Okay, let's finish off the Mishnah. What happens if then... They became widowed from the Kohen or got divorced from the Kohen. Men ha nesuin If they had nesuin, again, which was forbidden on them, so puzzle. They are now puzzle to kahuna. They're puzzle to kahuna. Okay. Now, 
um, why they puzzle to Kahuna? Because they were in a forbidden relationship. Now, mena irisin k'sheris. But if it was just from irisin, they are kosher. They're going to remain kosher for kahuna. What does it mean? Kosher, you're now, let's say she was originally from a house of kohanim. She can go back to eating shuma. Okay. Here we go. Says the Gemara, fascinating Mishnah. There's a lot to, there's a lot to uh, talk about, right? It's, it's geschmack because it's like, whoa, I've, there's so much that we've seen in various other places in Jas, right, to get, to get in depth. But geschmack, here we go. Says the Gemara, let's tear apart the Mishnah. Tana, we learned the Rebbeisah. Amr Rav Meir. Rav Meir says, now we're going to assume that Rav Meir in this Brisa is the same Rav Meir as our Mishnah. The Mishnah had a Tanakama which said, you can, you can no longer eat Shuma. We're assuming that's Rav Meir. Usually by a Tanakama, an anonymous author, is going to be Rav Meir. Fine. Rav Meir says, When you have Kedusha Rishos, Rishos sometimes means optional. Over here it means allowed. Okay? When you have a marriage that you're allowed to get into, Ein Machilin, it does not allow her to eat truma. If you have a woman who marries a Kohen, she cannot eat truma until she moves in with him. Okay? Kedushe Avera like Koshkin. How much more so should we say that when it's through an Avera, you cannot eat truma? So says Rav Meir, I'll tell you why I'm to a Kohen Gadol. Or a Grusha Tachalutz to a Kohen had you nothing doing, you can't eat truma. Because if it's, not, if it's nothing doing when it was allowed, certainly when it's not allowed. Okay? Like Koshkin. How much more so? Amr Lai, they said to Rav Meir, one second, don't tell me such a thing, because when it comes to a marriage that you're allowed to be involved in, where he doesn't have the ability to allow her to eat truma in any other place. Okay? Meaning, even, Rashi kicks in to clarify for us, even if he would have had Nisuin with her. Okay? When, when you have um, a permissible marriage, where you have a regular Yisrael, a regular Yisrael, a regular uh, husband, nothing to do with being a Kayan, no matter what, she cannot start eating Shuma. This is if she was a Kahanas. Where the husband who is a Kohen has the ability to allow her to eat Shuma in other places. Meaning, if let's say a regular Kayin were to marry a woman and there's no Avera, could she eat Shuma? Betach. If you have a Yisrael Kohen, a Yisrael, not a Kohen, a Yisrael who marries a woman where there's no Avera, could she eat Shuma? No, nothing to talk about. So the response to Rav Meir is, Shkoyach Meishetuvia, thank you so much Rav Meir. You know, you want to go ahead and tell me that, oh, you know, make up a Chaymer if it's permitted and how much more is elsewhere? You say, no, there's no sort of Svara because... Just because you find something is permitted, it itself is not a reflection of Shuma. Permissiveness itself is not a reflection of Shuma, as you see by a regular kosher Jewish husband and a, and a kosher Jewish wife. So the reason why you can't eat Shuma has to do with the fact that it is forbidden. Okay? Seder. Therefore, bottom line, you know what we're saying back to Mayor? Perhaps, perhaps, um, we should say that even if the wife is forbidden to the Kohen, she could still eat Shuma. Okay, fine. Amr of Allah, Amr of Aisha. Allah says the name of Aisha. Petzua Daka. Get ready for this sugi. Petzua Daka. Kohen Shakidesh Bas Yisrael. You have a Kohen that has crushed testicles who marries a Bas Yisrael. Okay. Now, this is very applicable. Very applicable. 
This is referring to somebody who is a regular Jewish male who's sterile, okay? Now, he's sterile because he has crushed testicles. Now, this, by the way, applies certainly if you have none, and this, um, in today's American society, can rear its head when somebody's been through a gender change and then wants to go back. Guess what? They cannot marry a regular Jewish woman. They cannot marry a regular Jewish woman because of the because of the the uh, these psukim in the Torah. But you have a kayan with crushed testicles who marries. He walks over to a woman and he puts a ring on her finger. They do erisin. Are they allowed to do nisuin? Are they allowed to have relations? No, they're not allowed to. But but she is acquired. Okay, you are married. You're just not allowed to. You're not allowed to move on to nisuin. Okay. This brings us to who says that a woman who's mishtameres for biapsula, a woman who's waiting for a forbidden relation, she's not allowed to eat truma. Yeah, she's waiting for a forbidden relationship. So she's not allowed to eat truma. Okay? Now this applies even if she's coming from a family of uh, you know a family of uh, kaihanim, okay? But Lamaisa, the case remember the case before is the kayin was the one who with the physical issue and he wants to marry a regular basisro. They say that even a woman waiting for a forbidden bia is now permitted to eat uh, to eat truma, okay? Now, why? Because the Pasuk we said before. And remember, I, what about the, the halacha and the Mishnah of a woman who has relations in a forbidden way that she becomes a cholol? She's not becoming a cholol yet because they didn't have relations yet. They just had erisim. Okay, we now turn to today's daf. So this woman also should be permitted to eat shuma. Basically what the Gemara is saying is maybe the case, uh, you know, the, the case of the Petsuadaka to the Israelis is the same machlekas. So the Gemara says, Mimai. Not necessarily. Where are you coming from? Doma, perhaps. Maybe says she cannot eat truma. Because we're dealing with somebody. He's a Kohen. So he has the ability to, um, just from the fact that he's a Kohen. Uh, and we're going to see there are certain women that even a Petsua Daka person with crushed testicles is permitted to marry. But since in other circumstances he can allow truma, if he marries a woman, it'll allow her to eat truma. So we'll say over there as well, so maybe that's why um, they permit him, they, they permit her over here to eat truma as well. But over here, there's no, there's no permissiveness elsewhere. Will say that he cannot allow truma to be eaten. Let's pause. Let's pause. You ready? What's going on here? We have statements that we're trying to connect between our um, between our tonight. Here's the statements. We're trying to say that the same way a kohen in our mishnah marrying a divorcee, okay, is a forbidden erison that could lead to nesuin. Now, this Cohen, in general, is he allowed to marry a regular woman? Yeah, she just can't be a divorcee. So, too, we want to connect it to a Cohen who's a Petsua Daka, 
that we're going to say whatever halachas in, by the divorcee should apply to the Petua Daka. That was the assumption. To which the Gemara is now responding, no. Maybe we'll say that by a case where the Kohen is not a Petua Daka, he's just having, you know, he's in a forbidden relationship with a divorcee or a Kohen Gadol with a widow, maybe that's where we're going to say that, you know what, despite the fact that it's Usr, you could still eat Shuma. Because it could have impacted other women for Shuma. However, by the Petua Daka, where most women he's not going to be allowed to marry, you still can, then we're going to say you cannot eat Shuma. Fine. And if you're going to say, you know what, even if a Kohen is a Petua Daka, there's times where his wife can eat Shuma. For example, Babas Gerim. If he marries the daughter of Gerim. Now, we're going to get to a very interesting sugi now, a very interesting topic and conversation where the verse that tells us that a person with crushed testicles is not allowed to marry, it doesn't say you can't marry a Jew. It says, lo yavo bekahal, you can't marry into the congregation. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, who's, part of the, who's considered part of that word of kahal? So we're going to, so let, let's keep reading. Um, so he's going to say, so still, when it comes to the daughter of converts, which is not, as Rashi explains over here, that there's, you're permitted to marry a Bas Gerim because it's not considered the regular Kahal, the regular congregation. And Rabbi Yechon already asked this question of Rabbi Shia, whether Taka, when you have a Petua Daka with Erison, whether it's going to allow the wife to eat Shruma. And Rabbi Shia didn't answer. So we see it's Taka good Kasha. Says the Gemara, okay, so let's try to give an answer here. Say it, Bar, let's clarify. We learned. When you have a Petua Daka who um, has the issue of Layada. Now, what is the issue of Layada? See, here's what happened. The word Deya, this is so interesting to know is actually an expression of relations. It's an expression of living together. When you move in with somebody, right? It says that Adam nu chava, right? Expression It's knowledge. It's knowing. So that's what we're saying over here. That if he didn't know her once he became a petsua daka, then nothing happened. Okay, meaning. The prohibition, really, of Petsua Daka to a regular Yisraelis is not a biblical transgression when you put a ring on her finger. The biblical transgression is afterwards, when you consummate the marriage with intercourse. That's where the transgression happens. So Abayi says, Since a Kohen, who's a Petsua Daka, allows his wife, his wife is still permitted, this is the assumption, a wife can eat truma. As long as he didn't have relations with her, Rav, so so um, so the same thing applies in both cases. Fine. However, Rav Amar that the the connection between our two cases that we said between the the Petua um, Daka and the Gerusha or any other forbidden relationship is going to be by uh, Eved and a Shivcha. And let's explain. Abaye is not following Rava. Kinyan de Ishus, me Kinyan de Ishus Yafinon, 
Now, the Gemara is going to have to get into all this and explain, so let's hold our horses over here. He says, we prefer to learn out the laws of marriage from the laws of marriage, meaning the laws of a Kohen who's a Petsua Daka should be learned, should be connected to the laws of a Kohen who's marries um, a, uh, a divorcee. We're not going to learn out the laws of marriage, who's allowed to um, eat truma from the laws of Avadim which was what Rava tried doing, and Abai says, I, I, don't, I don't want to go there. For Rava layomar and Rava doesn't want to say it like Abaye, shani hasam shekvar achla. He says that by the case of the Kohen who married, but did, was la yada, did not yet know, so she had already been eating truma. Now, what does that mean? How was she already eating truma? See, here's the deal. Let's say you have a fascinating case. A Kohen who's totally healthy, marries a woman, and there's no problems. Is Eris is, is in a prohibition? No, there's no prohibition. Then, before they consummate the marriage, before the Nesuin, he gets crushed testicles. He becomes a Petsua Daka. So now, um, so now she was already fit to start eating Trum. Okay? So Rabbi says, because of that case, I don't want to follow Abaye. Abaye. And what is Abaye going to respond to Rava, he says, you know what, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case, that's, that, that, that's not uh, the case that our, our Mishnah and Bryce was referring to, the because if you don't say this, meaning if you say the case, Taka, is that we're dealing with your, your uh, situation, where he wasn't a Petsua Daka originally, and therefore she was Mutter, you should know something, he says, listen, if you have a regular Jewish woman, the daughter of Israelis, who marries a Kayan, and the Kayan dies before they live together. She should be allowed to eat Shuma. Why? Shakvar Because she was already eating. Remember, we learned yesterday that uh, Yisraelis, who marries a Kohen, is allowed to eat Shuma, but if she, and if she has a kid, she could continue eating Shuma. But let's say they die childless, so now she has to stop eating Shuma. Sigmar is going back to that same logic and saying, listen, if you're going to tell me once she starts eating truma, once you pop, you don't stop, as we said previously, you can keep going. So why don't we say the same thing over here? Once you pop, you don't stop. And she should be permitted to continue uh, eating truma. Um, so Mamela Abaye doesn't want to follow Rava's svara, because otherwise you'll have this question. Rava, Rava's going to say back, no, Hosam, Poka, Kenyane, you know, when her husband died, guess what? She's no longer Kenyan Kaspo. She's no longer part of his estate. She's not part of, it's not the, a great way to put it, but she, she, there's no real uh, acquisition that's happening. And therefore, she's not Kenyan Kaspo. So uh, the whole Pasuk that allowed her to eat Truma is out the window. Hocha, Loi, Poka, Kenyane, but... If you have a case of a Kohen who became a Petsua Daka after the Erisin and they never had relations now, so they're still, they're still acquired, she's still considered married. Hence, there's room to say that she could continue eating Truma. Okay. Gufa, a piece of a previously quoted statement. Here we go. And ask the Shaila searching for information from Rabbi Yishia. Petsua Daka, if you have a Petsua Daka, Kohen, Okay, crushed testicle Kayan, who married daughter of a convert. What is the halacha about her eating truma? They are permitted to be married. Okay? So, 
What's the question? We'll see soon. We'll see soon. Ishtik v'lo'yamalei Rabbi Yechman asked Rabbi Yishio, and Rabbi Yishio was silent, and he didn't say nothing. The Saif, when I say didn't say nothing, that means he didn't say anything, okay? Okay. <laughs> right? Two, 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 two negatives usually make a positive, so you've got to be yeshivish. careful. If you didn't say nothing, then... What? Except in yeshivish. Except, except in yeshivish, right? You know, you know, the, the, that's the joke in college. A professor tells the, 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 the shir, professor tells the class, two negatives... Make a positive, but two positives never make a negative. So one kid in the class says, "Yeah, right." There you go. <laughs> yeah, right uh, means no. <laughs> All right, good kazak. Fine. So ishtik Another great person came to Rabbi Yishio So he asked him a different question. Who answered? Umanu, who is this other great guy? Who's other great tzaddik? Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan's good brother-in-law. Amalei Rabbi Yechanan's Rabbi Yechanan's Rabbi Yechanan was there. He said to Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan, I don't understand. Otu Rabbi Yechanan lav gavarabahu. Rabbi Yechanan asked the question, you don't give him a response. Comes along Reish Lakish, and now you're answering him. What? Please, please, Lamdenu Rabbeinu, please teach us. Amalei Rabbi Yechanan says, the kaboy minei milsa v'les la parsari. I'll tell you why. I didn't know the answer. That's me doing different questions. Rabbi Yechanan's question really doesn't have a a straight up answer, and therefore I didn't want to give a response. But Rishlokish's questions, I had an answer to. Okay, so now we should be bothered by this. What was Rabbi Yechanan's question? You have a Patsua Daka Kohen who's marrying a Bas Gerim. If she's not part of the Kahal, she's let. So you didn't want to answer. Like it's a difficult question. Let's understand. Why is it a difficult question? Let's get into this. Laman. Who are we asking? Whose opinion is Rabbi Yechanan asking his question in? Let's get going. Ila Rabbi Yehuda. If we're going in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. Okay, now we don't really know Rabbi Yehuda yet. But Rabbi Yehuda is going to teach us later that um, a regular Kayan in general cannot marry a Bazger. In general, a regular Kayan is not allowed to. Okay. Um, he's also going to teach us, by the way, that the daughter of a convert, even though she can't marry Basger, even though Kain can't marry Basger, they're considered Kahal. Okay, fine. Um, so, according to Rabbi Huda, Bain Bikidushosei Bain Lav Bikidushosei whether or not the Kohen is considered a Kohen, or whether he loses. His status of a Kohen. Now, a Kohen Petsuah Daka. Is he, says, he's not, is, is there a problem with this Kohen? <coughs> no. But there's an opinion that yes. Okay, well, we're going to see Tzedakah. That's right, because he can't do the Avaida. He's a Kohen, very good, yeah. His last name could be Kohen. But since he can't do the Avaida, maybe, here's, here's what we're going to open ourselves to. Like I said, it's going to be so fascinating because we're going to be introduced to so many different potential layers. Maybe the whole prohibition of a of of a, a Kohen retaining his status with marriage for certain things is a Kohen who does the Avaida. Maybe he's not doing the Avaida, maybe we're not as uh, strict with him. Okay? But either way, Rebutas of the opinion doesn't matter. He retains, right? He, he, it's, uh, he, either way, you're not allowed to eat shum. 
Why? If he's the same, if, if he retains his kedusha, then his wife cannot eat the ha'amar mar because Rabbi Yehuda the Tana taught us bas ger zochar. Ready? The daughter of a convert, kibas cholol zochar, is like the daughter of a cholol zochar. Okay, cholol is a kohen that became. A, uh, a a child of a kohen that lost his status. Okay, therefore, she's not allowed to eat shuma. Now, that's if you retain the kedusha. Ilav bekedusha seikoi, and if you say that a kohen petsua daka, a kohen with crushed testicles does not retain his kedusha, loyochla, she also cannot eat shuma. You know why? Because Rabbi Yehuda says that we say Kahal Gerim Ikre Kahal. That the Kahal, the congregation of converts, is called the same Kahal as everybody else. The only time you're not part of Kahal, says Rabbi Yehuda, is if you came from a forbidden relationship. Like a mom's or whatever, you know, a type of. But if you didn't come from a forbidden relationship, you're the same part of the Kahal as anybody else. Okay? Lahavdil bin Alif Alif Alve Abdullahs, you know, it means to to separate. But yeah, people like oh, an old St. Louis, an old St. Louis. Right? Somebody's lived there for a year. I'm also a St. Louis. Yeah. So if you're an old St. Louis, you got you gotta be ready to, to, to take us, to take in us transplants. Right? Called Kahal. Now you're yeah. part of <laughs> fine. Besid. So because of that, because of that, says the Gemara, um, Rav Aishia didn't want to answer the question. Didn't want to answer the question. Now, the E, now, because Maman of Shach, it wouldn't make a difference in Shittas Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yehuda's opinion. And if Rabbi Yechanan, says Rabbi Aishia, if Rabbi Yechanan was asking me in the opinion of Rabbi Aishia, and he wants to know what's the status of a, you know, what's, this, what's going to be the status of a, uh, Petsua Daka Kayan who marries the Basgarin, if it's according to the opinion of Rabbi Yaisi, she could eat. Why? If the Kayan keeps his status of Kadosh, Achla, she could eat. Why? Because Rabbi Yaisi says, the Omar, Rabbi Yaisi says, Af Ger, even a Ger, Shanosagiyaris, Bitek Sher Laguna. Yeah? You have a man who converts, a woman who converts, their child can absolutely marry a kain because she was born Bikadusha. She herself is not a convert, she's and she's completely fit to marry a kain. And even if he doesn't keep his, his status of Kedusha, she could also eat Shuma. Why? Because your basis of the other opinion as well. The the Kahal Gerim is not called Kahal, and Mamela. He's actually permitted to marry the convert. You hear this? Because he's a Petsuadaka. See, he lost his status, and now he's a Petsuadaka, so he's permitted to marry a convert. So, either way, says Rabbi Shia, whether Rabbi Yechanan was asking me in Rabbi Yehuda's opinion, or whether he's asking me in Rabbi Yaisi's opinion, you know, either way, um, the, 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 the whole conversation doesn't start. Because Memon of Shach. So, I, I, he says, I'm really. Unclear as to where Rabbi Yechanan was uncertain. I didn't know whether he's looking at Rabbi Huda. What's there to be uncertain about? I didn't know the What's there to be uncertain about? Ella. So where are you going to tell me that Rabbi Yechanan Shiloh was? I'll leave it to Haitana. 
Rabbi Yechonah was, was asking his question in the opinion of the following Tana. The Tanan, because we learned in a Mishnah, Rebbe Lozbinakov, Rebbe Lozbinakov says, Isha Bas Gerim, a woman who is a daughter of converts, she should not marry a Kayan, unless her mother was born Jewish. Okay? If her mother was born Jewish, then she could marry a Kayan. And this is where Rabbi Yechanan would have asked his question. Do we say that the kashrus, the fact that she is kosher, that she's fit, that she's proper to marry the Kayan, has it been uh, uh, something that's been added on to her? Okay, something that's added on to her. And that's why she could eat shuma. Or maybe it's something that's been added. How do we let, let me read this. Okay. Do we say it's some uh, it's kashros mitaifsaba or is it kedusha mitaifsaba? Let's explain the nafkamin over here. Okay. Why would this woman be forbidden to marry the petzuadak? This baskerim. Why would you be forbidden to marry the Ptua Daka? So we said, uh, in the opinion of her husband Yaakov, a woman can only marry a Kayan if her mother was Jewish. Her mother was born Jewish. Now why? Why? W- w- what does it matter if her mother was born Jewish or not? Why can't we just say she's born Jewish? The mother converts and she's got a kid. That kid is now born Jewish. That kid should be allowed to marry a Kayan. But her Yaakov says... That in, in order for to be in order for a woman who descends from converse to be allowed to marry a Kayan, the mother has to be a born Jew. Why? So here's the Shaila. What allows a woman to marry a Kayan? What allows a woman to marry a Kayan? Do we call it Kashrus Mitaisvaba? That it's just a matter of being fit to marry a Kayan. That's it. It's not a, like somebody's more holy than anybody else. Nothing to do with Kedusha. It's, it's just the parameters of who's fit to marry. Guess what? Okay. So, you have a Kain who's a, uh, a Petsua Daka. There's no added element of Kedusha over here that would withhold a woman from marrying a Petsua Daka. It's just Kashras. So she should be allowed. And since she should be allowed, she should be allowed to eat Shuma. Aidoma Kedusha Meitaisva Ba. Or do we say that when you have a, a, a young girl that's born to, a, a, to a, a native Jewish mother, that she now has a kedusha? There's a kedusha that's there that on the woman. That since the woman has an added element of kedusha, that kedusha does not allow her to have relations with a patua daka achla, and therefore in that way she's considered kahau. And she's going to be forbidden. And since she's forbidden, she's not allowed to eat truma. That is Rabbi Yechanan Shaila. So interesting, this is amazing. This is amazing. Rabbi Yechanan Shaila is, why a Jew, how do we view the Jewish woman's prohibition against the Petzuadaka? Against, I'm using that phrase loosely. What's the issue? There must be some sort of advantage Gain that she's got. Is it a just kashrus type of thing? 
Or is it a Kedusha type of thing? So Tashma, come and listen. Kiyosa, Rav Acha Barachanina, Midrayma. When Rav Acha Barachanina came from the Daraim, came from the south. Also, Vaisi Masisa Biyad, he came and he brought, the, he brought the following Mishnah with him. Minayin, the Petsu Adaka Koyin. Shinoza Bas Gerim, hey, no Petsu Adaka Koyin. Who is allowed to marry the daughter of Gerim, Shemachiva Betruma. And, and, I'm sorry, how do you know that if she does it, she could eat Shuma? Shinamar Bekoyin, Kikin, and Nefesh, Kinin, Kasba, Begoyimar, Yechal Bai. As long as she was acquired. You could eat shuma. Says Gemara Laman. Whose opinion is that? Either Malar Abudah's opinion of Abudah Amar Bekedushas are going bein lachdushas are yachla. He says no. You cannot eat it no matter what. We already established that. Either Rabbi Yisi Lamalikra. I don't need a pasuk. Amar Rabbi Yisi said bein bekedushas are going bein lachdushas are yachla. She can eat anyway. It doesn't matter about kedusha. I don't need a pasuk. Hello, love. Rather, must be the Rabbi Yisman Yaakov. Ushmamino kashros itoysva bava oichla. That it's about kashros. It's not about kedusha. And therefore, she's allowed to eat truma. This daughter of a of a ger would be allowed to eat truma. Shmamina, we talk. I have a proof from our brisa. Okay, period. We're done with that discussion. Done with that discussion completely. Let's keep going. Itmar, we learned. Fascinating machlekes. Listen closely. It's amazing. Rav Amar, Rav says yesh chupa lepsulis ushmol Amar ain chupa lepsulis. It is. Rav says there's chuppah for psules, and Shmuel says there's no chuppah for psules. Now what in the world is this talking about? Okay. We're sticking on the conversation of Shmuel. Let's talk outside. Ready? Let's go. I'm going to have a brand new conversation here. Brand new conversation. Until now, ready? We've been talking about two stages of married. You've got to open up your eyes and open up your hearts to this. The fact, we're going we're to open up like a, a new world of possibility around relationships. A whole new... <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. All right. Here's the world of possibility. We've been discussing, if you have a woman who's acquired, she's acquired by the husband. Kenyan Kaspa, yeah? Okay. Nesuin, stage two of marriage. That's when you mamish move in together. And we've been having these various shaklavitarias, the backs and forths about, you know, what type of woman can start eating even when the air is in or something is forbidden. Huh? All right. Listen to this case. You ready? What happens if a, if a Kohen walks over, <coughs> excuse me, walks over to a uh, divorcee and he says, come, I, I, want, I want to bring you under my chuppah. And they do chuppah together. What just happened? What just happened? Now keep in mind something interesting. Many of us may not know this. Chuppah, you know how chuppah works? The way chuppah works as an acquisition is, it's not a real Financial acquisition, but the chassin at every wedding, the chassin, the chuppah becomes the domain of the groom. Therefore, he walks down the aisle first. You know, we say, why does the chassin walk down the aisle first? To teach him to wait for his wife. Yeah, that's, that's why the chassin walks down first. That's the, that's the joke. Okay, but why does the chassin walk down first? Because when the wife, when the kala comes down, he's going to bring her into his domain. 
when you show that a woman's coming into your domain, that's a sign of ishus. That's a sign of husband-wife relationship. Okay? Is it necessarily erisin? No, there's no erisin. Is it nesuin? You didn't really consummate the marriage, but you know what you did? You showed a husband-wife type of living. Six minutes. A husband-wife type of living. Okay. So listen to what happens. You ready? You have a Kohen who takes a divorcee and brings her into chuppah. Does that ruin her from eating truma now? He didn't acquire her. They didn't consummate the marriage. They didn't have relations. But they did a chuppah. This is such a fast... That's you got to open up your... We got to open up our minds to this a little bit. There's no acquisition. You're not... There's no... But you live b'derachishus. You, you, you did something where you showed that our intention is, our intention is to live together. That's what Chuppah's doing. Okay? That's what Chuppah's doing. So let's get into this. Itmar. Rav Rav says, top of base. Yesh Chuppah Lepsules. You know what? If you do, if somebody does Chuppah on a Psula, that has legal consequences and it's like an acquisition. Incredible. Shmuel Lover, no. Ain't chuppah lepsules. Absolutely not. All you're doing is showing like a husband and wife. But there's no real acquisition that's happening over here. There's no real acquisition. Now, maybe this has parameters around eating shum or not. Amar Shmuel. Shmuel says, Umaydali Abba. Abba agrees. This is actually an expression of respect. Rav and Shmuel are arguing and Rav was older than Shmuel. So Shmuel says, you know, Papa. You're calling him, uh, you know, somebody who's uh, wiser than me would agree. If you have a Kohen who does chuppah with a girl younger than three years and a day old, that certainly is going to be fine. I remember biblically, a father's allowed to marry off his daughter, who's a minor. Since a girl that young is not possible to have relations, also, in la chuppah. The whole chuppah has no significance. Okay? And therefore, if there would be chuppah, everyone would agree you could eat, she could eat truma. Omar Rava, and Rava says, we all start to the Mishnah, if you have a girl who's three years and a day old, since she's technically fit, it would be considered an intercourse with a girl that age. Now, separate minds from reality. Let's just talk about halacha for a moment, okay? So, Ms. Kadesh's Babia, technically, Bia would create an acquisition. And also, if let's say you have, uh, if let's say this three and a half year old's husband dies childless and the brother has Bia with her, he would acquire her because it's considered an act of intercourse. And if somebody were to have relations with her, he would be chay of misa, as, uh, you know, as somebody who had a relation with an Asia's dish. Umetama as bayala, and if she would be a nida, not only would she be tame, but she would also be metame her husband, because it would be considered an act of relations. Letame mishkov tachas elyon, to uh, a type of tuma where it makes the something that's under something else also keep the, you know, uh, keep the level of impurity. Nisais lakayin, and again, all the same brysa. If she were to have an 
to a Kohen, she would be allowed to eat Shruma, and if, let's say, somebody who's puzzled to her, somebody who's forbidden to her, were to have relations with her, Psala, he would make her puzzle from eating the Shruma if she came from a house of Kaihan. Fine. A few fascinating halachas. Now, here's the bottom line. Says the Gemara. Why am I saying this? If she's three years and a day old... So we'll say like this. If it would be considered relations, so we'll say, listen, chuppah also, chuppah is like an act that leads to relations. That's really what chuppah is. That's how we view chuppah. Something that's like a step before. Let's say she wasn't fit for relations. She's younger than that. Nothing possible would have happened if somebody had deal with her. So she shouldn't become puzzled through chuppah either. No, Yitaka, see from here that chuppah with somebody so young that it wouldn't even be considered a bia would make it that the chuppah also doesn't have any sort of ramifications. Fine. Now, older than that, chuppah would. Less than that, in other words, this is what, what, what Rav say? Any chuppah that has only do a bia is not called a chuppah. That's what we would agree to. Om Rabbi Bracham, Rabbi Chava says, I want to tell you something. Yesh chuppah lepsules. As far as there being a chuppah, a Kohen has a chuppah with a divorcee. A Kohen Gadol has chuppah with a widow. What would be the halacha? Banu l'machleikas, Rabbi Meir, v'Rabbi Lazar, v'Rabbi Shimon. This would bring us to the machleikas between Rav Meir, Rabbi Lazar, and Rabbi Shimon. Let's just read one more step, and then we're going to actually pick it up for, again from this step. We'll go back to Amar Rabbi Barchama tomorrow. Rav Meir, the Amar Kedushin, possibly according to Rav Meir, who says that it's the acquisition of a forbidden woman that makes her puzzle from eating chuba chupanami puzzle. So chupa also should make it that she can no longer eat chuba. Okay? Why? So listen to this, it's fascinating. Why did Rav Meir say that a woman who had Arison cannot eat Shuma? Because you're waiting to do something forbidden. And he says, you know something? That's what chuppah is too. You know why a husband and wife got together in a chuppah? Because they're waiting to do something forbidden. Shkayach, even if it doesn't have the same exact ramifications. We know why you're having a chuppah. You're not putting on a movie over here. You're not putting on a Broadway show. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to, right? You're trying to... Show us what's about to happen. So chupanami psalas. Chup also shuvah. Rabbi Lazar of Shimon, Dami Kedushin, Lai Pasi. According to Lazar of Shimon, who say that Kedushin does not pasal, chupanami Lai Pasla. So chupa also should not make her any more puzzle than a woman who had Arison. We're going to hold it here today. Bez Hashem, we will pick up tomorrow, same time, 640. We're going to go back to the second line from the bottom of Nunzayin Amad Bez. Amor Rabbi Barchaba. Have a beautiful, beautiful evening, everybody. Sei gebenscht.